0: But I like the I like the spooky stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, let's get out let's get I on like the spooky it, stuff. You know, that's that's what draws me. In. I enjoy, you know, I I have I'll listen to those uh serial killer centric episodes, but the ones I'm really there for cryptids and uh yes. magic with a K and those oh. kinds of things, <laughs> you know? Like <laughs> Yes, I, I love those episodes, but I don't have to worry about a body count that makes me <laughs> sa- uh, real people that make me sad. I can just yes. imagine, you know, the goat sucker or uh, <laughs> right? It's like
1: talk about the Mothman or the yes. uh, New Jersey Devil mm. or like
0: uh, what uh, Skunk Ape or <laughs> big, big fan of the Jersey Devil. Yeah, uh, I was haunted as a child by. A drawing of the jersey devil i came across in an issue of um reader's digest of all places really yeah reader's digest it had it was like you know i think it was an october issue oh right you know and uh they had some spooky halloween themed things in there and one of the articles was about you know various creatures that haunt you know america's states you know and they oh, ran, that's ran through a couple of them and one of them was the jersey devil and it had this pretty silly drawing of the jersey devil um but it like creeped me right out uh, it had a big grin on its weird uh camel-like face you know oh yeah and uh it was just it gave me the willies and it uh eventually it like haunted me for a- ages and i was Eventually, of course, with the internet, years right. later, able to finally track it down, um, and it's it's ridiculous. This is silly little drawing, but it's wild how something like that it, gets in there, and it you it, know it just it, it piques your like
1: your uh, imagination in a way that yeah. it like that one little image you're like, and you read the name New Jersey Devil,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then all of a sudden you're like. Yes, tell me more. Oh, what's
0: this? Yeah,
1: right. Well, <laughs> I always remember the time. Like, I, I had a similar experience, but with the time life books. Mm-hmm. And I love Like, oh, I if I could find a set, I would love to have them. Uh, but it was like the strange things like, do you want to know more about the occult alien <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> invasions? And but this is
0: Time Magazine, it's time magazines. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I actually I have 3 of them here under my desk oh, that I recently came across awesome. just randomly at a you know used book sale and they were like a quarter a piece yeah. so I was like well of course I've got to get these I think I got a yeah. ghost one and a, a one about uh, fairies and I can't oh, remember what the third one is
1: was it but... was it murderer's mysteries and madmen like oh. because what one of them was <laughs> that's <called. laughs> good stuff good yeah. stuff I mean, it's it's perfect for our our conversation today
0: yeah we may be jumping the gun by one day i know october's not till tomorrow wait uh, no On the, oh uh, yeah on the on, on the time on the calendar yeah. yeah on uh, the calendar but i've been you know every, every year i get a little uh, halloweeny a little spookier earlier and earlier you know i've i'm already i'm already good for Short story collections into horror horror ween already. (laughs) Well, I think that comes with all the
1: pumpkin flavored things coming out earlier and earlier too. Like uh, uh, a friend of mine sent me an article about like how pumpkin spice had like in like the rise of pumpkin spice Uh over the past decade.
0: (laughs) Ridiculous! It's so
1: (laughs) dumb. It's so dumb. But it's a great marketing article. But. The I think the rise of Halloween, and uh, like our our support for the the spooky times uh, Mm -hmm. has gotten earlier and earlier because of that. Like, oh, pumpkin spice lattes out. Oh, Oktoberfest beer is out. Like, yep, you've got to now. You know what? I have skeletons outside in my front yard right now. (laughs) Already, we decorated on Sunday. (laughs)
0: That's awesome.
1: but that is not unusual at the Farster house where no, it's no. it's year-round Halloween. Every day <laughs> is Halloween.
0: Would would you say you have an unnatural love affair with horror? <laughs> <laughs> horror or horrors? Hor- horror, horrors. <laughs> horror, horrors. Horror, horrors. Uh, horror, horror. Can uh, you think of where that started for you? Like, what, oh, God. what set that off? I think...
1: Oh, God, until... Third third grade for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I was afraid of Michael Jackson's thriller. Oh, of course, yeah. And I I mean you have to applaud the special effects work that is done in that. It's Rick Baker. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't go wrong with Rick Baker work. No. Um, but at the time. There's this horrifying thing that played out. Like I, I wasn't used to seeing those things.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, and saying it scared the shit out of me. Like, <laughs> literally scared. I'm like this whole. Th- and then the Vincent Price overlay, oh, like to great. like yeah. in, in the breakdown. Now that video and that part of the the song are the best things that Michael Jackson's ever done. <laughs> Hands down. Um and I I think after that I was like, why am I afraid of this stuff? Like I couldn't Yeah. I I I I didn't understand why and it's a weird like entry point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but a- <laughs> but after that I think uh the first horror movie I I saw was either Halloween or Nightmare on Elm Street two. Okay, both both of which scared the crap out of me. Mm-hmm. The yeah, school definitely. bus scene in Nightmare on Elm Street two, like yeah. I'm like I ride a school bus. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, no, no. But yeah, I think that was my my entry point. What about you?
0: Yeah, I was wondering about that myself, and I can't quite pin it down. I, but I think definitely part of it was was growing up in a religious family. You oh, know? yeah. So we were very religious, right? So, um, I would, I would at least yearly hear, you know, very apocalyptic tales about revelations. You know, yes. and the coming end times, and. Um, one of one of the great things about the uh technically cult that I grew up in is that um, is that Basil Wolverton was part of the church and he did all the illustrations for our um, pamphlets and our like um Bible stories books. yeah it was like a, an 11 or 12 book set of, you know, Bible stories aimed at, a younger audience, that he wrote and illustrated. Basil wow. frickin' Wolverton, right? They yeah. are amazing, okay? And as a kid, they, like, blew me away. Uh, of, of course they would, you know? Right. And, but he didn't shy away from some stuff, alright? There were some illustrations in there that were straight-up EC horror. Right. And, and there was <laughs> uh My grandfather had... This was not included in the Bible stories collection, <laughs> but it it, uh, it was a pamphlet about the book of revelations and it was Front. fully illustrated by Basil Wolverton. I have it right here on my shelf oh, and, it, and it has about, wow. it's got, it's got six or eight black and white illustrations of cities falling into cracks in the earth. People's eyes boiling out of their heads, airplanes plummeting from the sky, and it is terrifying. It is terrifying. I, I
1: am looking at those now. There's, uh, I, it's the the Revelations of Basil Wolverton.
0: Yes, yes. I think they've been, I think there's actually, Dark Horse, I'm pretty sure, maybe it was Fantagraphics, put out a really nice collection of just the illustrations he did for the Bible Stories book. So it's not oh. like the 10 volume set. It's just all the black and white illustrations. And this is, like,
1: the whole city is, like, on fire, and people, like, <laughs> covering themselves, and
0: these guys are covered in wards. It boils and warts. yeah. Yep, yeah. yeah. yes. And so that stuff definitely was in my psyche, you know? There was this constant, like... Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we had the constant threat of the Cold War and impending possible nuclear disaster, and then from the right. pulpit from time to time, you would get, you know, descriptions of the end of days and these incredible depictions by Basil freaking Wolverton, (laughs) you know? And, um, Um, I I don't know if I had any choice but to, like, at some point (laughs) like, much like you, go from, like, being terrified to being uh, transfixed and being like, what, oh, what is this all about, you know? (laughs) And,
1: like, Utterly amused. So third grade was also when Ghostbusters came out. Oh
0: boy, Ghostbusters, for me. yeah, it was so a turning
1: point. I think that 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 whole 80s era, that early 80s era, really uh touched some nerve in uh, probably the majority of people. Mm-hmm. who are are into this stuff. I mean, even if you go back and, and watch these things, and um, Ghostbusters is still a classic. The Thing, Halloween, um, uh, Friday the 13th, like all these things came out of like the late 70s, early 80s. And they're fantastic like markers of what America
0: was like. Yes. or what America like gravitated to these mm-hmm. dark, weird things. What America was afraid of, yeah, at least allegorically or metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
1: your your kids are are doing awful things in their dreams. Here's mm-hmm. a child murderer who is going to haunt them. <laughs> like, come on! But it, again, it's it's. I think it's coming out of uh, the EC. And uh, Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror, like all those things, the generation that made those things were inspired by those mm-hmm. and, and inspired by the uh, early sci-fi, early horror, universal horror movies and all the and things by Ray Harryhausen. But then they're like, let's take this up a notch. The 80s is extreme, like yeah, the 80s is radical. like <laughs> we've got we've got cocaine and we've got Wall Street. Like, let's, let's do it. Let's do
0: this. Let's give them scary stuff. Yeah, definitely. It it definitely set the stage. Um, there was so many, so many incredible horror films. And uh, well, there were a lot of serial killers. There were yeah. a lot of, there was a lot of scares, you know. But there was a lot of serial killers talked about. Right, that's exactly where th- that dialogue I think exactly. really that started. Stuff started coming yeah. out, you know, and the whole satanic panic, yeah. you know, having to hide your uh, Dungeons and Dragons under the bed when mom came up the steps because never. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, yeah, that you know, and I, I'm sure there's definitely the library to some. Uh, was the to library corrupted us all. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. it was. You know, like a, a collection of War of the Worlds that leads to a collection of, you know, uh, stories about like curses, the Hope Diamond, you know, or the Loch Ness Monster. And then that leads to, you know, like, what, what else is this? Where else is this going? You know, and then suddenly you've got a right. doorstop of a Stephen King novel and you're reading The Stand when you're yeah. when you're like 12 and you're like you really shouldn't be reading the stand <laughs> okay so
1: here's that's that's something really interesting so the stand is all about revelation right mm-hmm. it's the yeah. it's the end times yeah how do you how do you digest that as a child of religion right or you you, you grow up in a religious household mm-hmm. and You have this kind of beat upon you. I grew up in a non-religious. I am pagan through and through, like really, (laughs) yes. Like I like no religious upbringing whatsoever. No exposure to religion other than like friends that go to church, and Mm -hmm. like not me. I was the I was a kid who is like just at home watching TV on Sundays watching old three Stooges and kung fu theater on like channel 56 uh-huh. like you suckers gotta go and like listen to somebody talk like nope <laughs> and so <Lucky>. how, how, <laughs> so how do you take Stephen King and you take the stand as 12 years old or whatever you read it at and how does that change your perspective on maybe your 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 religious thought
0: well yeah you know it was deeply terrifying in a lot of ways yeah. you know because yes. um, there was i think one of that's that's when horror can be the best is when part of you can entertain a glimmer of the possibility of it yes. you know and at that time you're just bald faced being told well you know yes there are spirits yes They do influence the world, and yes, it's all spiraling out of control, and and very soon now, probably within the next couple years, everything is going to fall apart, the demons are going to be released, there's going to be a huge fight between the forces of good and evil, and um, it'll be, uh, it's going to get better, but it's going to be the worst thing that ever happened right up until that point. Uh,
1: Wait, was this five years ago, or was this...
0: (laughs) Back. 30 something years ago yeah yeah okay all right it's always happening right like yes. at the time at the time i didn't know how often it was the end of the world <laughs> but now i realize that every day is the, the end of the world yes the watchman um,
1: doomsday clock is yep. it's
0: just stuck there's a great uh story by um uh neil gaiman called only the end of the world again and okay. uh actually the sto- the title is the thing i think of all the time i de- <laughs> i just think of that title like it's it's yeah. only the end of the world again you know like here it is another another run through yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i think it 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 made some of those things resonate more you know like oh man i i never like i never believed you know like any of those stories were real or anything like that right but some of the weirder aspects of it were very similar to things that I were just being told was the way real life was, you know? And so it was like, well, man, that's, that is creepy. You know, that could happen. I mean, specifically the stand had a lot of stuff in it that was very creepy, you know, starting out with the plague. That was very uh, possible, you know, And you know, we're currently living in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and then, you know all the uh, the apocalyptic revelations type stuff as it's unspooled itself. Um, but yeah, maybe that's why I was attracted to Stephen King. I don't know. I I came to Stephen King through his short stories, and those were less okay like that sort of thing. They were more just you know awesome bite sized glimpses into into things. Right. You know, and uh, then I started digging into the the bigger things. I think one of my the first ones like first full novels I read was The Shining and that one like blew blew me away. It, I that one got to me.
1: That's the first my first exposure to Stephen King was the movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was The Shining and How old my mom, you? Oh my god, it was in the 80s. So okay, So you were I was so young,
0: probably younger than you should have been to see that, right? I mean How <laughs> <So laughs> Every for How, everything,
1: yeah. <laughs> oh my god! So it was one of my my mom's favorite movies. Okay,
0: yeah, I completely understand. It's one of my favorite movies too.
1: And I absolutely adore it, and uh, as much as Stephen King has said, it's not his vision, and Un- but it I, is
0: understandable. I completely understand where he's coming from too. But it it, it is doesn't so great. I feel about it. <laughs> no, I mean. The mood, the
1: atmosphere, everything about that. And I god, it I think the movie came out in 1980. So home video maybe 86, 87. Mm-hmm. So that makes me 10, 11. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. still pre- I'm it's still preteen mm-hmm. me. And I see this movie along I saw The Exorcist when I was eight. Oh boy. <laughs> um i i I, these things are this this answers uh, a lot (laughs) (laughs) but it it were the the they i think it was the taboo of horror Mm -hmm. right that that like other kids' parents weren't, I and mean, my parents didn't allow me to see them. Mm-hmm. I somehow saw them at other friends' house. Sure, like yeah. I would stay the night. And we'd be like,
0: <laughs> of course. We rented
1: this thing, and <laughs> uh my mom did show me The Shining. That's a hundred percent for sure. I remember that. I thank her for that and showing me the jerk. Steve Martin's oh, the jerk.
0: Wow, what like, a combo! Yeah, it's <laughs> both ends of the spectrum, yeah. right? And somewhere in the middle there. Is Ghostbusters yes. somewhere <laughs> between those two poles? Comfortably sits Ghostbusters, one of the few horror comedies that actually works. Is there a you Venn know?
1: diagram that we can put together? <laughs> <Yeah>. Exorcist, <laughs> The Jerk, middle is Ghostbusters. It, but yeah, I think coming across like The Shining, and then uh, going and, and like. Okay, this is a thing. Now I wanna I wanna read some Stephen King,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then it was it was short stories. It was, and then I think I want it was Stand by Me, as well around oh, sure. that time. And then finding out that that was a short story, and then reading that, and then mm-hmm. being like, oh, this stuff's really great, and then getting corrupted by a library.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, libraries.
1: Th- yeah, yes. <laughs> I, it, and for those of you who don't know what a library is (laughs) they're a place that houses immense knowledge um and things called books
0: (laughs) and lots of them if you're lucky
1: and it's it's um as a kid pre-internet like you could leave me in a library all day absolutely yeah and i could go through Everything I've ever wanted to digest, <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, I'm looking at this art book of Michelangelo." Then the next minute, I'm looking at a uh, book of spells and wizardry, <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, uh, why? Why am I doing this? Or why? Like, it, and it wasn't frowned upon. I was never told
0: no. Yeah, that was one of the interesting things. You know, my parents were very religious and I uh, didn't get to watch most shows or uh, anything uh-huh. that had, like, the stamp of of evil. You know, it's funny, like, it's not like The Exorcist is promoting evil. Evil no. in The Exorcist is evil, you know? And it is vanquished at the end. But the very existence of that as a story was, was frowned upon, you know? Yeah. So... But at the same time, like, as long as I was reading a book, that was fine. Yeah, you know, even you know, like, I don't think Stephen King was as well was like such a name that my parents would know. Say that, like, yeah, now now they know who he is, you know. But at the time, like, oh, he's reading a book. It's got a scary monkey on the cover. That it's fine. He's reading, right? (laughs) Um, Yeah. They they I read pretty much anything I wanted to, you know, which is kind of surprising. Um, I, I I don't know. I don't think either of my parents were very big readers, you know, and right. maybe they didn't uh, realize exactly how much power <laughs> a good story can have, you know, oh one way or the other. But um, I was, yeah, I would be often let left to my own devices in a library. Yeah. You know, we actually had two libraries within walking distance from my house. Um, yes. And one of them was the, like, what do you call them? The, like, branch hub or whatever. So it was bigger. Yes. And it had a, it had a bunch more books than the other ones. And uh, um, uh that place was just packed with stuff, you know? And after Those I ran out everything. of stuff. Yeah. After I ran out of stuff to, that was interesting in the kids section, I just walked up the stairs of the adult section and started looking in the same areas and nobody batted an eye and is like, oh wow, I'm up here now. No one's no right. one's make, kicking me out. It was like an adventure, you know, like I didn't feel like I should be up there. You know, yet you, you know, not look at the librarian as you walk past the main desk to get to the, the science yeah theater, the horror section. Just pretend like you're supposed to be like she even cared, you know, but at the time <laughs> I thought it was breaching some you know gate, some fabled space that like, uh, <laughs> but you are you are crossing a threshold. Absolutely, and, and it was. It felt yeah. like that at the time. It felt yeah. like a big deal, you know. <laughs> it is. It is so
1: wacky that like those were the, like we we had to hunt the stuff down.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We had to actually go out and find it. So now part of the fun of it. Oh yeah. It's like oh and then sharing it with your friends was even better yeah did you see oh, yeah. this have hey, you seen see this? this
0: one have you heard of this yes
1: yeah. yeah. you pull this giant tome out of a backpack and they're like <laughs> look at the picture on page 47 and it's like this uh uh like drawing that uh Albrecht Durer did of right. the four horsemen of the <laughs> apocalypse and you're like look at how metal this is
0: and like it that, and, that, that actually is one a huge part of uh lovecraft is like a big part of my dna yeah and a big part of that was when i discovered lovecraft um it wasn't he wasn't well known or easy to find right so i uh, i came across like one tattered paperback with a handful of short stories in it um you know, and then it was like, oh, I, I, I'm interested in this. I want to read more, and it was it just wasn't there, you know. So it became like a search to find more books somewhere else, yeah. Down and another copy with some different stories in it, you know. And um, whereas today you could walk in and see f- like 15 different versions, you know. Like, I mean, Barnes and Noble's publishes their own right hardcover copy collecting his stories you know but um at the time it was like oh, i don't know and like wait a minute this he's talking about a creature in here called cthulhu i think i re- i read about a cthulhu in a dnd manual why are right. these two things mentioning the same character you know and then like i would come across maybe another author like fritz Leiber or something and he would mention the necronomicon which was also mentioned in d d which was also mentioned in H.P. Lovecraft it's like is this a real book why would yeah why would these yeah i know these are fake stories in a in a game but why would these three completely different completely unconnected sources from different time periods be referencing this fake book why would they do that maybe it is real you know maybe it's right. out and then for a while it was you know somebody published the a chemo, necronomicon, the necronomicon uh, that yeah. was full of like a bunch of bs magic spells and uh, things like that and you can get oh. the paperback version <laughs> it was so A-mon great or
1: whatever I, I remember a friend of mine buying that paperback <laughs> and us reading spells mm-hmm. and we we're like we're gonna open some gate to beyond <laughs> here we go but then it's also then like sam raimi uses the necronomicon too mm-hmm. So I mean, he uses the X-Mortus. name X- the book *The Book of the of Dead*, the, dead. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest, great stuff, <laughs> visual. Um, uh, God, it was so great, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I interrupted you, but yeah, it is weird that though, like, you gravitate towards those, and then you start, is it real? Is it not real? And it's not till you get older that you actually realize this is all just the collective imaginations of a bunch of people mm-hmm. that are telling these different stories. Yeah, a all being
0: sparked. Universe. You know, yeah, yeah, the idea of sharing the universe. I, I, that is awesome. I do quite like that when, uh, yeah, when people do that sort of thing. I'm, I'm still a big fan of that. I think it does even completely knowing that that's what's going on yeah. It still pulls something a trick on my brain to some degree that like there's this little feeling of like verisimilitude where it's like yeah this is what it would be like you know this is you know th- yeah. these different voices saying the same thing you know rhyming and i i think that's awesome um i can't recommend enough i just i just read through my third or fourth read through of layered barons collections of short stories um occultation um the beautiful thing that awaits us all um oh, there's two other ones and they're they're great they're he's a he's a definite uh lovecraft aficionado nice even in the way as that there's a handful of uh, you know in his stories if you read all his short stories there are p- a couple of places that get mentioned you know a couple of books yeah that get mentioned a couple of not so much you know like gods but like the ideas of what those creatures are out there in the void right. or you know, they're watching us um, his uh, his necronomicon is a um is basically a uh what do you call him like a michelin guide you know those road guides oh yeah he's got like a a self-published backwoods road guide for america right that has all these it's got all these um places of interest yeah right and if you come across one of these books whether you know what it is or not um you're in you're in trouble (laughs) wow you know so there are people out there who are looking for them because they know what it is and they want to use it to find this place or that place and then some stories somebody just finds one shelved you know with the cookbooks or something yeah it looks interesting and then starts reading through it and it starts tickling the back of their mind and they decide to go on a, a hike to one of these dolmens or something. (laughs) There's not supposed to be dolmens out here, but then there are, and, you know, things go awry. (laughs) And it's great. It's good stuff. What he does is really cool. Lovecraft, all of Lovecraft's characters are basically uh, studious, uh, bookish old men like himself. You know, they are a bunch of college boys who, weirdly enough, like, if you wanted to take away like a a theme from his story if they're like even though he's all about learning you know and about right his stories are like don't learn learn too much it and could be dangerous of, yeah, yeah all of these people they looked too deeply they tried to learn more than they should have and then they did and that's that was their problem you know yeah whereas uh when uh Laird Baron does that sort of thing he does it to um awesomely enough he does it to like a lot of times uh big old burly uh dudes men's men (laughs) and stuff like that you know so like you know uh old generals past their prime or (laughs) like uh mob enforcers pinkertons yeah um, wow uh lumberjacks you know so whereas lovecraft you get this like (laughs) you get this pale guy searching through the stacks in the library of course he's going to run into something horrifying and uh pass out you know That's... in in laird baron stories these are guys who are ready for anything until yeah. they run into this and they have no no defense and it's yeah. it's even more awesome because like you see these guys like just handle their way through life you know <laughs> and then they just become completely undone by something ununderstandable you know and that Love is it. all of us
1: at at some <laughs> absolutely. point well, absolutely, that is yeah. all of us that that's oh god i have i have so many ideas running through my head right now <laughs> oh, oh it's good
0: stuff it's, it's good yeah. stuff
1: i i i do like and that I, stuff <laughs> i will have to, i will definitely have to check that i have for a while there i lost interest in like reading Sure. And yeah, and I know I, how that goes. Yeah. I I've, and reading like books without pictures, uh <laughs> and only reading like comic <laughs> books or, or or uh books about like art, mm-hmm. right? Like look at like animation art books or whatever. Sure. But I have grown this like over the past I don't know, probably six months. This need to read again and mm-hmm. this to go back and reread these things that I haven't. And um, while like I read some Lovecraft as a kid and I read Stephen King as a kid, there's still so many things by, by them that I have not touched mm-hmm. that I want to go back and I want to read, or I want to read or reread. Sure.
0: Yeah. Like sure. I want to
1: go back and reread Salem's lot as an adult. Yes. It'll be so and, different for you that I, yes. I would
0: be very interested in hearing um, if you can remember how you felt about it as a kid, at yeah. least, even a little bit, and then how you feel about it now, you know, should that I, be very interesting. And I don't know if it's the, because
1: they're making either a show or a movie, they're mm-hmm. remaking it. Yeah. And I don't know if that kind of sparked my interest to go back and reread it, but I do remember that design and like that just image of what a vampire is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it's very Nosferatu.
0: Yes. Yeah. Totally. And which, which is and, awesome.
1: <laughs> which is hands down my favorite vampire mm-hmm. design.
0: Yes, I was going to say the exact same thing.
1: Yeah. It. It. As much as I love like Dracula, and the regalness of mm-hmm. of the Count Dracula like image, that doesn't. That to me does not say scary vampire. <laughs>
0: No, Count Orlok. Oh, my definitely. God. A, a, what a weirdo! <laughs> and so if you cool. have not
1: seen, what is it? Sha- is it Shadow of the Bat? Shadow of the Vampire, I think. Or Shadow of the Vampire. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely. With Willem something Defoe. you need to see. <laughs> he is amazing. He is incredible. And yeah. the original and Nosferatu. The yeah, the, the original, the first Dracula movie before it was even Dracula. It was completely ripping off Dracula, but be that as it may spend a
1: Saturday it. evening, like watching those two. Yes. And, <laughs> and let us know how much you hate us. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: uh, so it's good stuff. It, yeah. it, it definitely is. And then, I mean, we're both fans of EC comics. We're mm-hmm. both fans of, of the anthology uh, series. Yes. Um, when was the first or where did you see your first like Tales from the Crypt comic?
0: Comic? Yeah. Oh, man. That ah, oh, boy. I don't know about that. Honestly, uh, <laughs> the first Tales from the Crypt anything I might have seen might have been that Bernie Wrightson adaptation of the movie. Okay. Oh, um, wow. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I I I didn't get to see any of those Cool EC comics in any noticeable way until later on, uh, until I was looking for them myself. I think I, I wasn't lucky enough to stumble across any of those. My library uh, had tons of um Marvels, um, they did comic adaptations of classic books. Yes, so they had you know, like War of the Worlds and the Cask, they had some Edgar Allan Poe and uh. You know, those kinds of classics, but they didn't have any, anything EC. If I, I'm sure, I'm sure I had seen, you know, like drawings of, uh, the witch, you know, and, uh, those guys, all the, all the, uh, persons, um, in, in books about comics, you know, I might've come across one story in a collection of classics, you know, kind of a thing like the Smithsonian collection of comics or whatever you know but yeah i didn't i I didn't come across any of those cool tales from the crypt comics or anything until i got to a comic store okay how about you i
1: traded (laughs) i was in it was like 1988 or 89 i traded a kid a comic a spider-man comic four tales from the crypt wow from like an original tales from the crypt not a reprint like it must have been like his dad's Mm -hmm. and his dad probably just gave him a box of comics sure uh, comics and he's like i don't like these i was like i like monsters i i I saw the word (laughs) crypt in it yeah they're Uh, huge on the front cover (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I will trade you the Spider-Man cover or the Spider-Man with like hobgoblin or something on the mm-hmm. cover. And like, here, let's trade. And he's like, absolutely do it. Nice. And I, I had that book. Uh I I it still may be in one of my boxes somewhere. But I I think seeing that and then realizing like, oh my God this is everything that is awesome because it's (laughs) it was it 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 wasn't just horror it was suspense and it was a thriller and it had everything that made you it like it got the feels out of me yeah like i felt something about like those guys the artwork everything
0: and well they they had some of the best artwork of the time I mean, you can't go wrong with some of the best as overwrought as it is, you know, some of the best writing, you know, and yeah, if you, if you sit down and read yourself a couple hundred pages of tales from the crypt, um, you might start feeling the formula, you know, pretty quickly, (laughs) even. (laughs) but you know, you, you sit down with one of those issues, especially for the first time, something you, you haven't seen before. And it's just like, I would blow you away. You know, it looks so cool. Everything is dripping and ghastly, gasping, (laughs) choking. Yes. Yeah. And just all the onomatopoeias in there. It's like
1: splurge. Like, like everything had something to it. And it was just, I think having that and then the show, the Tales from the Crypt show on HBO. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was just so great and i i need to see i know that hbo had released a couple volumes of them mm-hmm. a while ago but i need to see if they're on hbo max and like sit oh, down with them again yeah,
0: yeah yeah there's some great ones in there i mean we do have creep show
1: now mm-hmm. or not is it creep show that's on Shudder? yeah or yeah and we still have those anthology things and there are a lot of people putting out uh anthologies including i mean we're in three of them yeah and you're you're a big part of them uh yourself but like tales from the cryptic closet has that vibe where you have th- these maniacs kind of let <laughs> loose to to do things that you can't uh, or not that you can't do that like most comics won't do yeah yeah and that's what it was. It was like, and then of course that all led with uh, to the Comics Code and mm-hmm. seduction of the innocent and all yeah, that I mean,
0: stuff. Yeah, mostly yeah. because those books were just doing so beating the pants off the of superhero comics at the time. You <laughs> but know, then all...
1: superhero comics got crapped on too at that time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a real so, yeah, it was a real downer all around. <laughs> right, everybody, it's like. Oh,
1: you guys are all making juvenile delinquents which mm-hmm. uh the kids can't read because of comic books. Kids can't do this because of uh uh because it says horror or war or uh these things. And then flash forward what 100 or no 50, 70 years later. that's 1956. Mm-hmm. So we're 1920 or 2022. So we're I mean Flash forward and like kid people are still complaining in the eighties they complain about Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. Then in the nineties they complain about video games. Then again they complain about video games. And then like all it's <laughs> what popular media the kids are in and they're not spending time with the important things. But that goes back to the parents. Yeah. No yeah. yeah. It's not it's not the media. It's no how you're 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 raising your own children. So Take stock of yourself before you blame other things.
0: Just looking for a, <laughs> looking for a scapegoat. And, uh, I, I mean, love I love scapegoats, scapegoats. <laughs> <laughs> or any goat, any
1: goat. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, those bo- those uh, EC comics were a real easy target too, you know, oh because God. they were boy so some of that stuff was so great, so gross. <laughs> You so have, over the top. You, you have know? a girl's
1: head in a basket on the front on cover, the cover or something with her yeah. eyes rolled back in her head. Yeah, okay.
0: <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Um, you point any, any God-fearing woman <laughs> at that. You're know, like, no, this is, what? Why does this even exist? <laughs> right. Some
1: meth-addled 50s housewife who's vacuuming her house all day goes to the newsstand <laughs> and she's like, oh, can I have my 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 magazine about, like, uh, cleaning my toilets? She sees that there. Uh,
0: right there. Oh, oh, boy. That's yep. that's not going to end well for anybody.
1: Nope. <laughs> Little Billy's going to be on the reefers. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's going to be smoking those jazz cigarettes.
0: <laughs> how did they know? Uh, how how did they know? Jack Cole? Uh <laughs> you know what was it called to the eye the uh injury to the eye motif oh you ever ever seen that one the classic uh heroin uh jack cole strip it's it's got that needle going straight at the like held open eye it's just a fraction of an inch away yeah i think it was called uh It's not from uh, any of the EC comics. It was from another another line, but it was drawn by Jack Cole, of uh, Plastic Man fame. Yeah, you know, and um, that was one of those held up during those. Wow, you know. (laughs) And I think it was called like I was a teenage heroin addict, or I was a teenage reefer queen, or something like that. You know, (laughs) they (laughs) that's so great. oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> it, it, I mean, so I wonder why that stuff appeals so much as it does. You know, is is it is it a um like is it
1: There's something to it. There is something to seeing things that you wouldn't see in everyday life. Well that's certainly part of it. The you know just the why are, yeah. why are we gravitated to the, the weird, the out of, out of the ordinary? And I know we're not the only two that are, Right. I mean, because <laughs> I, 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 I asked uh, some of our, our, our friends, like, what were they into? Like what, what got them into it? So like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Matt Massacre, uh, 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 Massacre. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, horror anthologies, like, Twilight
0: Zone. We didn't even touch. Like, no, I was gonna say Twilight Zone was so definitely important, a part of it. Was, that. Yes, it was huge. Star
1: Trek, Twilight Zone, mm-hmm. like that was like my sci-fi and, and and horror fix as a kid watching reruns. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, there. Uh, and then like Creep Show, Creep Show Two. Yes. Um. But like those things are all inspired by yeah like like those <laughs> those those books like it, it's like texas chainsaw massacre it i mean is so great yeah the original one is so gross to watch so terrifying and, oh it's it is like not that I've seen a snuff film, but it feels like you're watching. Yes. You're watching a Zepruder film, right? You're watching Mm -hmm. Kennedy get assassinated. (laughs) And then, except it's a guy in a mask.
0: It definitely has that, that taboo of, I shouldn't be watching this. You know, this is shot surreptitiously. You know, this is, yeah, this is all it's, it's again that like, like, is this real? You know that right. verisimilitude where it's like crosses that line between the possibility of it might, this is like, this is, might be real, you know? <laughs> it is and, so crazy. Uh, it's really something
1: else. They, it, but it, it, it's of that time too. I mean, it's of that late 70s, you know, early really, 80s time. Yeah. And, and I, it, oh God. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that time period could be recaptured. As and modern horror isn't terrible.
0: No, no. There's a I lot of things I stuff. think they call it thesis horror these days. I like a lot of that. Quite yeah. a few things these days that have a they're like making some interesting statements, you know? Yes. We're we're very aware these days of so much, you know? We're yes. we're just so aware of um hyper aware of how these things work and how they work on us you know and it's it's it's. i'm not saying it's better or worse but it is different it makes it it's you have to challenge the viewer in a completely different way than you had to in right. the 70s or the 80s you know um because viewers are just coming at it from a completely different viewpoint they're so saturated you know
1: yeah and they're Um, savvy too they have seen all this stuff
0: yeah absolutely um so I I think you know everything's cyclical we'll get around to something like that again you know but it'll be something else it'll look different but it'll you know capture the zeitgeist you know uh yeah in a, dif- in a different way um you just don't know what that's going to be you know i don't think when yeah, they were wait. making the texas chainsaw massacre they they weren't thinking hey we're really got to we're really got our finger on the pulses they were just you know they're yeah. telling a scary story they want to scare the pants off some people but do you know the the origin story of that well isn't it um partially uh based on ed gein yes uh, um, and uh, it's right on right the tip of my tongue there was some other stuff in that stew there but
1: so it was um, the director who is um, uh, is it Toby to, to, Hooper? yes Toby Hooper he was in a Montgomery Ward and this is what I had read years ago okay in, I'm,
0: I'm and, on board already Montgomery Ward a Keep Montgomery, War- yes.
1: Uh, so <laughs> he was in a Montgomery Ward uh, uh, store, which uh, started as a cat. What well, anyway? Uh, so <laughs> let's go into the the history, the history of, of, of monkey wards. Yes. Oh, monkey ward. Um, so he was sitting there during Christmas time, and he's in this long line, and he's like, "You know what would be great, or what would like really be odd if I took a chainsaw." And just mowed all these people down,
0: uh-huh.
1: and that plus the Ed Gein story, and mm-hmm. plus uh, which was the basis for Psycho mm-hmm. as well. So, um, you take those things and you put that together, and you have something yeah. truly menacing. Like yes. the the chainsaw itself as a tool is a horrifying thing to use because if you lose control of that, yeah, you're going to lose a limb.
0: Terrifying. Yeah, just yeah. in and of itself, its simple existence is yeah. scary. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's a
0: very specific sound.
1: Yes, the yes. sound of that the ch- the pull chain. Mm-hmm. Like you, you, know what you're getting. It like you, you the gat Like everything. Like working with the chainsaw, always. all as an adult, I'm like. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> but then I always go evil dead. Oh, yes. Instantly, like the yeah. two greatest chainsaw uses ever. Yeah, absolutely. One for yeah. a hand, one for mowing down, unsuspecting <laughs> people trapped <laughs>
0: like, on the side yeah, of the McCom room. Rewards. Yes. Or yeah Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Evil dead. Evil dead 2. Evil dead 2. It's one of the finest, one of the finest he- films one the, the
1: if if aliens come down and we show them one piece of cinema, it would it should be Evil Dead Two, Evil Dead Two, Dead by Dawn. Oh, man. Just, I remember watching Channel Fifty Six mm-hmm. in uh at, from coming out of Chicago late nights on Saturday night or Friday night, and they would play horror movies. And this uh, it was it was usually all B movies and low budget movies. Sure. And I remember seeing the clip from Evil Dead 2 where Ash jumps on the Demonite head that's coming up from the basement. <laughs> uh-huh. And the eyeball shoots out and like <laughs> the camera goes into the, the uh, girl, she swallows so <laughs> it. And seeing that and being like, what is that? <laughs> And then later on, having a friend who is obsessed with Evil Dead and Evil Dead 2 and finally watching it and being like, this is the like almost in tears, like this is the greatest (laughs) thing I have ever (laughs) seen in my life.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's definitely part of it, is is when you come across some of this stuff too. You know? Yeah. You both came across it at quite formative ages when you couldn't help but be blown away by these images you know these indelible ideas <laughs> and
1: it's so like there are things in all of these movies that are so stupid that make me and only me chuckle or make <laughs> people who have seen them chuckle absolutely because they're so absurd i mean mm-hmm. even in the exorcist oh, yeah. there are things that are so absurd that like nowhere in reality would and maybe I mean maybe it did I mean but there are no no places where these things really happen and I I don't know what it, Alien is like that like mm-hmm. and Alien's the greatest science fiction horror movie ever totally. well that and the Thing we'll we'll, we'll say maybe a a one two punch
0: there don't um, make me choose. Uh, you can't make me choose. That is a Sophie's choice that I don't yeah. want to. It's like choosing between my children. Don't make me do yeah.
1: that. No. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a definitive one, but I'm not picking. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not picking.
0: Um, but I yeah, think that's I one mean, of the best parts of becoming an adult is being able to say, I don't have to pick. You yeah. Know? Hey, what's your favorite candy bar? I don't have to pick. I like I them all. Them. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're great. I... I, I'm I'm no
1: longer a child, but I'm an adult with childlike impulses, so yes. I can buy childlike things. So like, <laughs> like so everything's great. Yes, uh, it is. It's good. And <laughs> like, I don't have to take sides in that battle. I don't mm. like. But, I mean, again, those four, like you're saying, those formative years where you're developing and you have these experience. It it it. It's an experience with something. It's an experience oh, yeah. with. But, like, I think of creature design. I think of the uh, just the entire, like, what these things are and how, like, they affected my creative brain. I remember when I, Pumpkinhead.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, yeah. That changed
1: something in me.
0: For sure. But again, Stan
1: Winston. Mm -hmm. Yet again.
0: There's something there about practical effects. That yeah. I think is, I think is a, a big part of it. You know, you watch Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, even Evil Dead, Evil Dead Three. Uh, any oh. of those, uh, yeah. You know, those effects are awesome, but they aren't. They aren't tricking you. That's you're not believing that those are mm, a real no. But they're they exist physically. They exist in reality. You know, they are. Yeah. They are a thing out there. So they have that, like that weight and that believability as, as a thing. But I think you and I, you know, I'm sure we saw that stuff. And like part of you also realizes that somebody made that. Yeah. And maybe that somebody could be you, you know what I mean? Right. Like there was that like, wow, that's so gross. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. That's amazing. I don't, I'm not believing that that's a real creature. And at some point, my brain says, well, if it's not a real creature, then somebody made it. And if somebody made it, somebody had to imagine it, you know? And, like, that's that's super cool. How do I do that, you know? How does that happen? And that's Um, where
1: you discover Fangoria and Starlog and, like, these things. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) Cineffects. Oh, my God. I think the entire Cinefix catalog is available online. Is it really? Yes. oh wow
0: that's awesome there's some yeah. great stuff in there yeah. great stuff
1: and it just those, those were it was monthly magazines that told mm-hmm. us how the, how these things were made yeah like i would have never understood the werewolf transformation in american werewolf in london <laughs> if it worked for those magazines yeah yeah and like even the decay of the best friend like mm-hmm. throughout the movie so cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, great. Oh, I need to. I need to rewatch. It's been a while. Yeah, I need to rewatch that's, that.
0: That's due for a rewatch this Halloween yeah. season.
1: Yeah. So if you if you had to pick and uh, pick one one movie one uh, maybe now you're doing comic. it to me. You're yeah, doing I it know. to me. But no, like it, <laughs> it like if you had to pick your favorite, like one thing like a a writer creator uh movie that is your kind of like it's it doesn't even have to be, like not even popular opinion but like what is your thing what is your biggest like
0: boy yeah man like i mean alien is definitely in there for sure yeah that that is so great um there's so much HR Giger, you know, his designs for that. Uh that's a that, whole that's a whole that, episode. Yeah, that on such a road, you know. <laughs> in in finding out who designed that thing and then finding his books, the Necronomicon and the Necronomicon oh. 2. Like, what's nah. going on? <laughs> 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 oh my gosh, it must be real. <laughs> it, it all yep. But those it were a couple back of his art collections, you know, and they were huge and oversized and they were full of some of the most beautifully painted but grotesque images you've ever seen you know yeah. and that's another wonderful thing about horror that um is really interesting like there is a definite intersection between the beauty of art and the terror or the horror you know of 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 a situation or what it's depicting you know i personally like yeah. You know, things that'd be a little vague. And uh, he was able to pull Giger was able to pull off some he was pretty blatant, but still he had a lot of cracks in there. There were a lot of shadows, you know, there was yeah. a lot of it was it was very odd, surreal stuff and it was mind blowing and yeah. But I think man, I think I'm I'm am i am i am a wicker man kind of guy. Oh, the real yeah. Um, when I saw that, something about that got into my brain. The music, like it's so weird. <laughs> I know everyone's out there jamming to like beautiful Celtic music, but yeah. ever since watching that movie, anytime I hear and I love it, anytime I hear some nice Celtic or or uh, even just a uh, um, what do you call it, like folk music. There's always a little bit of the wicker man in the back of my mind yeah. like folk music, you know, like oh this is lovely. I hope they don't decide to <laughs> to burn me in a wicker man, you know. Oh, but I I I like the wicker man a lot and I like that like um I like the deliberate pace it had and like I think the the scariness of it was just like it was just these people that just insisted the world was different than you thought it was. And because there was more of them than there was of the other guy at the time, that was it for him, you know? And I kind of feel like that's a (laughs) great, it's not even a metaphor. That's just straight up how the world is. Right. No, it's just, if these people, it doesn't matter what real is. If everybody says this is reality and you say, it's not, well, you are in trouble, my friend. Yeah, you know? And uh, that is a terrifying place to be. That is a scary place to be standing. And I, I feel like a lot of people listening right now might be able to identify with that feeling of looking around yeah. you and seeing like a bunch of people saying things that you know in your heart of hearts is not true, but yeah. is being presented to you as... 100 factual and nothing you say can change their minds and you you know the louder you scream the more crazy you seem you right. know and because they're just t- yeah yeah well look you're you look at what you're saying look he's crazy he's you're obviously the crazy one it's a terrifying thing and i i think that hit on that uh for me and like opened up that I that way of thinking, and it like right. really it really freaked me out. Um, and uh, actually, now that I'm I'm going down that route, there's another classic from back in the day called the uh, Mass Experiment. Which I'm not is familiar a, with that. There's a whole series of Mass movies that are made by Hammer Horror. Oh, okay, films, yeah. right? Uh, and they were originally British TV shows. And then they were made uh, a little, a couple of years later into they are like condensed from six half-hour episodes into you know a two-hour movie, and uh, it's sort of like the X Files. It's very much like the X Files, actually, like a British X Files, where Quatermass is a professor, a very stolid professor. This, this, you know, he's a, he's a rocket scientist. He's going to get his men to the moon and whatever, you know? Right. Uh, yes. If they come back mutated and they turn into giant amoebas, he's going to find a way to stop those amoebas. God damn it. <laughs> you know, but the, the Quator mass and the pit, the idea behind that one is a much larger idea. And the idea is that humanity was seeded on earth by an ancient alien race. And all the things that we think of as demons, ghosts, goblins are actually our ancient race memories of these aliens and what they looked like. They looked like the devil, right? They looked like a cross between the devil and a grasshopper. Right? So the reason we think right. the devil the devil looks the way he does is because that's how we remember these these aliens are in our DNA and it sparks something in us, right? And the movie builds to this like climax where London is tearing itself apart because of uh, the vibrations of uh, a work crew digging out a, a new tunnel for a train is setting off a, a, there's a an alien spaceship, millions of years buried under the ground and the vibrations are vibrating this spaceship and awakening the alien DNA that's been sitting inside of us this whole time. And part of what the aliens did were these like racial purification riots where they would destroy anything that wasn't perfect. Right. (laughs) And so in the end, this alien spaceship is being vibrated. Everyone is like, all their genes are waking up and they're turning on anyone who's even slightly different, which is everybody, you know? Yeah. And it's just London is, ripping itself to shreds and, um, it's that same, that's the same horror. Is that like, you yeah. know, like everything, every, everyone around you is suddenly saying things that you, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> you, you don't believe and you don't think are true, but everyone else does. And it's, you know, there's nothing you can do about it. There's just nothing you can do about it, you know? And, uh, it's really scary. Yeah. And, uh, Sounds amazing. I love that stuff. I cannot recommend enough Quatermass Mass and the Pit. It is a good time. Sci-fi <laughs> horror. It's a little, it's old school, granted. I but love it.
1: I I I think
0: to I
1: mean you you have to see these things to really appreciate them and to understand where they came from. Um and they're of an era, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, um, absolutely. Like I think like the sci-fi as soon as you said sci-fi anthology series like I'm like wait a
0: minute like V like yeah. the, <laughs> V was
1: so great when it yeah, came I out I
0: remember loving that oh man I had to be home to see that my parents watched it
1: and they didn't want me watching it for some reason mm-hmm. it was on later yes. it wasn't one of those yes. it's like oh they could watch Falcon Crest and like V <laughs> but I couldn't Like Falcon Crest <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh wow you're blowing uh, my mind <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it was. It was either that or Dallas. Uh, but like, they they watch these shows and I'm like, okay, it was. It was this show, and then my mom's like, oh, she told ta- she tells me, but these guys are lizard people, and I'm like, oh, what? What? Why, why can I not watch this? I was like, you just said lizard people.
0: <laughs> you so, can't say that to a kid. Yeah,
1: you can't say that to your kid that you already know is a weirdo. Like you already know, he's like he's reading comic books with lizard people in them. Yeah, I, you're not going to let me do that. It's catnip. Like, oh, it's catnip, God. baby. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, there's so many things like The Hitchhiker when it was on mm-hmm. HBO and things like that that they would watch and like, like why can't I watch these? And then later on, I was able to watch them.
0: You get in an action. Yeah, yeah.
1: And, um. To go back to one of the earlier things, like one of the things that scared the, uh, we I don't think we talked about that, but like the one thing that scared the hell out of me, other than Michael Jackson's Thriller, was was Serpent
0: in the Rainbow, Wes Craven's Serpent in the Rainbow. Wow. Well, that is a scary ass movie. (laughs) Yeah, that has some terrifying ideas in there.
1: It messed with me for a long time. I was like, it was like to me like voodoo was always it it was portrayed kind of silly in mm-hmm. media it was pretty like, hokey yeah, yeah. Re, like big giant witch doctor heads i mean yeah, yeah. Alvin and and chip yeah the chip? Yeah. And yeah. yeah like you have this it's like yeah this isn't this isn't a thing and then you see this <laughs> all this realistic depiction of what voodoo or how voodoo priests and priestesses work and you're like this is a zombie. This is what a voodoo zombie is. Yeah,
0: that was and those.
1: Yeah, those ideas are That's so crazy true. to me.
0: Well, wait, I got to Well, so I've got uh, Wicker Man and the aliens in my in my DNA. What about you? What uh, if you've got to pick pick something? A story, a comic? A movie? Oh my god!
1: I mean, I'm always going to go back to movies. I think movies were before comics and any other like movies are one of my my absolute loves and it's the it's the shining. The shining, yeah. It it, it's can't go wrong there. No, it's I mean the fly is great. (laughs) That's great. Even the the original with the Oh with Vincent Price. Vincent Price is fantastic. But like all those movies like, I, I'm even, I'm, like, flipping through the this thing, and I can't remember the name of it. And it's going to bug me, and somebody's going to be le- probably yelling right now when I start describing it. <laughs> um, it, ha- it was a kid, and
0: uh, The
1: Gate. That's the exactly gate. what it was Oh, called. yeah. The Gate oh. was
0: fantastic. Yeah, there's some top-notch stop-motion stuff in there, yes. too. That was just fantastic. And- and Near Dark. Oh, yeah. Man, uh, there's another one I haven't seen in, in way too long. That's definitely yeah. going um, to the top of my list. <laughs> Good but, stuff. But, like,
1: those, if, I, if I'm if i picking one, it's The Shining all day long. I think that's not, not just an important piece of cinema. I yeah. just
0: think it's just... See, it, now you got me, like, saying, yeah, well, of course, The Shining. Why didn't I yeah. get The Shining? I mean, The Shining. It's, it's The Shining. The shining. <laughs> or in The Simpsons, The Shining. The Shining, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, I mean, if I go outside of that, it's going to be Alien or The Thing. I mean... Mm-hmm. Man. And then John so Carpenter's good. 80s John Carpenter's work. So I mean, I, I'll, I'll spend an entire day talking about how much I love John Carpenter movies. Yes, absolutely. And I will say... <laughs> I may enjoy those more than like it. Like if you put him and Spielberg head to head
0: and the mm-hmm. movies, mm-hmm. like he'd definitely give uh, him a run for his money. That's for sure. It, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know.
1: Like Alien inv- or Alien, like Touchpoint movies, ET versus the Thing,
0: oh, or I, Star I, or Starman. I, you know, I enjoy those movies, but. There's no contest for me. If you said, "Hey, you want to sit down and watch ET or the thing?" I'm watching the, the thing. thing. Yeah, you want to sit down and watch Starman or the thing? Yeah, sure, let's watch the thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But like
1: uh, uh, st- I mean, but like Christine, Starman, uh The Fog, uh Big Trouble in Little China, Prince of Darkness, <gasps> Ridiculous. uh like how so many good, good movies Uh, they live escape from new york like you keep halloween how like come on yeah like the guy is just fair. (laughs) no anybody who has that many like hits or like the ability to craft a visual story that way it i mean and that goes the same thing with wrightson Mm -hmm. and wally wood and uh uh got uh Jack Davis and
0: Mike Davis love that stuff, yeah,
1: like all these guys who are a master of the storytelling art of horror and suspense, and like you there's there's just something to it that like just
0: it makes you feel good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not so it's probably not I'm, supposed to maybe it's but, not, yeah, I don't know. some of that... Some of that John Carpenter stuff is definitely supposed to make you feel good, even yeah. though it's like terrifying and gross. Some of it is just a good, a good time. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't get enough of that whole uh, I can't, uh, that that trilogy, the uh, the thing Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness. Oh, um, yeah, I think I can't remember what they call it the End of the World trilogy, the something like that. Um. Apocalypse, apocalyptic yeah. trilogy, something like that. But those three are uh I I watch them at least yearly, if not uh, more often, you know. <laughs> They're so good. There's always something new to see in there, some cool nuance or crazy special effect or something, you know. It's great. It's some weird character trait that somebody yep.
1: has, and <laughs> why didn't I notice that? Yeah, but they I mean that's the great thing about horror. Right, is you can have these conversations mm-hmm. and everybody's got a different point of view about it. Some people are into the slasher, some people are into the suspense, some people are into uh the the thriller. Uh uh like there's there's a lot of but, facets. Yeah, it's not just one avenue, it's not just blood and guts. Yeah. Is it's
0: like quiet, spooky yeah. ghost. We haven't even talked about. I mean, shining is got it's a ghost ghost story story. yeah yeah and dr sleep
1: is great mm -hmm. like as much as Mm -hmm. like it's a sequel it still like the movie itself still feels like i was impressed by
0: with dr sleep not i mean the shining is nothing i mean yeah right it's a losing battle trying to compare anything to the shining yes you know but it's um, not companion piece (laughs) yeah i was impressed though by how they the director is able to pull off sort of a combo of the shining the book and the shining the movie you know because obviously stephen king has his problems with the shining you know the movie uh so the you know and and it was a it was a sequel to the book you know but this movie has to be a sequel to the movie as well right it was it pulled off a pretty decent job doing both of those things you know being being pretty true to both um i was impressed by that um yeah but yeah man the shining is so good i i honestly did i i I think i mentioned this last week we've been watching a lot of uh toy story here in this house recently going through through those um there are so many references to the shining in all four of those movies yes that once you start once you start recognizing it you're like wait a minute that what okay you know like that, you you see the carpeting in the first one it's right. very obvious you know like oh that's the carpeting from the shining on uh, that mean kids in that mean kids hallway what's his name uh, uh sid sid yeah and you're like okay wow that's interesting and then you then you realize like what is that is that uh license plate? Like two, three, seven, you know, like right. two, three, seven. Sh- like, is it? I th- it is, you know? And then like you start seeing through, you know, uh, throughout all four movies have, have multiple shining references and it is wild. And I didn't notice it before except in that first yeah. one. And then <laughs> but now watching them all back to back, I was like, wow, these movies are all a little spookier before it. And I love it. <laughs> Well, the the guy who directed Coco is a huge Shining fan. Mm-hmm.
1: So much so, I guess he actually owns the axe.
0: Oh, really? From the from, from the movie?
1: The movie. Awesome. I I I I think that's something that I read or I saw in like a behind the scenes thing. But the axe is actually in the movie in Coco. in, in Coco. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, so they that's put so that cool. in there, and it's like, all right cool you get to put those things in there and i mean there have been so many references it's it may be one of the most referenced films yeah
0: yeah definitely
1: that like people go to like either for a joke or for Mm -hmm. a scare or something there's some element that they're pulling from
0: well it's so it's so like omnipresent you know it's so yeah it's, it's so visually um striking i think that's part of it too is that it has so many striking moments to hang your you know your joke on and so it's very yeah. easy to to like pick just the carpeting you know the 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 carpeting and and know that a good chunk of people are going to recognize that carpeting design what other movie can you say like yeah the godfather is awesome i'm gonna put the carpeting from don corleone's uh room in, in the background of my movie and right people are gonna recognize it and be like aha yeah that's a no yeah no that's not happening but no nope. the shining absolutely you know it's you put, so recognizable yeah a, a strain of music uh you know a, a centered shot of somebody typing away at a typewriter it just like it it brings it to mind you know it's it's just uh full of that sort of thing you know which makes it so so easy to crib from <laughs> yeah and god we could turn this into a
1: shining podcast
0: shining cast
1: oh yeah we, we i wonder if anybody would be interested in us doing a commentary watching it and recording a commentary <laughs> for it
0: hey if anyone out there would be interested in that let us know yeah we, i would be interested in that <laughs> yeah we could make we could do a a, a patreon only thing like, I almost don't need anybody to say anything, and I'm just going to say we're going to do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it would be so much fun. Yeah. I,
1: we'll have to. We'll have to get some people to do do get something. A whole group
0: of uh, admirers. Yeah. To, Absolutely. To bring some thoughts to bear on that movie, it, that would be a good time. But like, you... uh, the majority of our friends
1: are horror fans. Yes, I, I would yeah. say. Like a lot Absolutely. of people that
0: we we know.
1: Enjoy that that stuff immensely, or uh, are obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's I'm sure that's why we like them. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it
1: is. It's very much, but there's this. People are like, oh, people who like these things are weird or scary. It's almost like the the same people say the same thing about people who are into like heavy metal and yeah yeah. They're like, oh, these
0: people. They're some of the sweetest people. That so nice. Ever meet and it's hilarious. You go to these horror yeah. conventions and yeah, the people there are just yeah, some of them are terrifying. You know, they're walking around with dripping black makeup from their eye right. socks, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> teeth Yeah, yeah, and they're just like super nice, and and yeah. it's it's wild and it's awesome. <laughs> it is.
1: It's just one of those things where you can't just judge people no. by the things that they like. No, or. No. And not what they are like, but what they like. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I feel,
0: I think, you know, it's definitely a release valve for a lot of people, you know? And if you've got that. Right. Then there's no problems there, you know? Whatever that release valve is, you know, like, uh, then you don't, you're not building up all that stuff inside you, you know? Right. <laughs> it's
1: like, yeah. I know I could go and watch this thing.
0: Yeah. And it's going to make me feel better. Yeah and that's that's great that's good yeah as long as it's not hurting anybody else it's awesome no <laughs> no nope. carve a Just, pumpkin take some yeah. of that anger out <laughs> yeah <laughs> it might keep you up at night uh, sometimes but uh you know what doesn't these days <laughs> there's all sorts of take your pick <laughs> uh cholesterol medication huh, uh, that'll do it <laughs> <laughs>
1: My gout! <laughs> Ooh, my interminable gout. Oh. Uh I'd sleep well if it wasn't for these medical conditions. Uh. <laughs> uh but yeah. Um I well I don't even think we scratched the surface.
0: No, no. Well, this is just the beginning of the spooky season. We got a whole month ahead yeah. of us before Halloween. I'm sure we can come back time and again. Dip our toes in the well of spookiness and art, horror and art. There's a lot of things. That, Just the uh, the
1: the making of these things and yeah. the creativity that goes into it. And I mean, as much as yeah, as much as we could talk about how amazing, uh, an overall thing is like something small and as minute, or I mean, or as gigantic as the hedge maze. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and that, like, how amazing that is, and the people that had to go, the craftsmen and craftspeople yeah. that had to build these things.
0: Yes, it's incredible like, amount yeah. of work. There's so much artistry in all of that. You know, when you find out how much of, say, The Shining is a set. You know yeah. how little of it is real. Uh, you know, it's all phys- it's all real. It's all physical stuff, but right? none of it is like none of it's uh, like hey, let's just shoot here. It's all bespoke. You know, they yeah. shot that exterior at a real place, and then everything else is on the inside, somebody else had to build. They had to right. design, they had to build and put together and take apart and move around. And they had to build it special so that cameras can slide through these areas over here and mm-hmm. these parts can break apart, you know. And I think that is fantastic, you know. So yeah. many artists and artisans working on on things like that. It's so cool. And it must have been amazing to work on that. And probably a nightmare a, i was gonna say yeah working
1: with kubrick i don't yeah. know it is probably yeah. the best scenario but uh anybody who's listening who has worked with stanley kubrick in the past please let us know uh, yeah, yeah please please we'd love to have you on uh we'd love to talk to your experience uh working on uh barry Leiden, uh and how many candles you
0: used to to,
1: to light a set uh um, well, I did have I yeah. had
0: the you know uh, luck to work on a a short film where I got to design a, a monster. Oh, that's you know, right, and, and that yeah. guy was you know created by um, oh of course now it's gonna Nick Taro, right? My, my mind no, uh, oh. what's this? Why can he, he did the the Predator? His Creature Shop. Um, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh um
1: but Wait, can was it can B studio no that was no
0: give me one second here <laughs> I've got it of course I can uh check right here on my website <laughs> yeah by oh. uh Robert Kurtzman oh Robert Kurtzman, Kurtzman. yeah Robert Kurtzman's creature core did the uh fabrication of the sloppy lumpy tentacle monster Um, i designed and that was one of the coolest things to see that sort of come to life you know
1: where where can our audience see that because i know i think it's on your website right
0: yeah if you stop by my website uh rough beasts with an s roughbeasts.com, i've got the some of the designs i did and then a couple of pictures of uh The monster physically being built and uh, that was really cool the director would it was amazing like it was a you know it was a short film really low budget it was a quick turnaround time you know I had maybe two days to do some sketches and then it was maybe a week maybe a week that uh, Kurtzman's studio turned around from my you know my little sketch to a four foot by four foot tentacle monster (laughs) oh my god and if you don't see
1: your early influences reading uh apocalyptic bible study
0: Uh
1: artwork in this creature design it's
0: all over it (laughs) uh thank you basil wolverton and your gross gross ladies where, then, wherever
1: wherever you are in this universe on this plane of existence or the next. I hope I did you crowd. <laughs> yeah. It it is uh, so disgusting. The amount of nipples on this. <laughs> just, I think there are only two, but it looks like there are a lot more. Yeah, um, yeah. You know. And they're n- so disgusting. A- yeah. Oh god. Uh yeah, but check that out. Um and that's uh, see but that's that's the coolest thing and like being on like knowing people who know people who build these things um and i have a friend who who does makeup design and does who really wants to get into that Mm -hmm. world and she uh i i i was telling her, I was like, you can make me up for Halloween and I will go into school with like a big slash across my face. That's a great
0: idea. Yeah. That's a great idea. (laughs) It it would be
1: so much fun. And, I mean, I think the kids would get a kick out of it too.
0: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean,
1: uh, other than probably being like, oh, why didn't I have that idea of slashing (laughs) him in the face?
0: (laughs) There is always that. Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, you know, it's a little release. It's a little and <laughs> for them,
1: we right? See but, it
0: and maybe feel, let that feeling go, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I'm sure some of my fellow
1: teachers feel the same way.
0: So, hey, uh, if they didn't, you wouldn't be doing it right. That's all right. I know, <laughs> absolutely.
1: But, uh, yeah, I think we will continue, uh, again next week with uh, some more spooky stuff. um yeah, maybe we'll sure. narrow it narrow it down on a uh, on a good, on one thing a good idea but, yeah I mean we we could just ramble about all these things that we love for so long but uh at some point you know what well it doesn't get boring it's still no, awesome but. <laughs> it's like we'll we'll talk about the shining again next week you so know, I
0: know we uh <laughs> I, we usually entreat you to go out and uh, make some art but I think this time, Go out and watch a good movie. Read a good spooky book. Read, a, oh. watch a good spooky movie. And, it's rainy.
1: It's cold oh, it's out. Perfect. It's the perfect um, weather.
0: Yeah. Like if watch you're a scary I, I, movie and do a drawing that inspired oh. by the feeling that it gives you. Yeah. Pa- pause it and do a drawing of The Fly. You know? Or... Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> Jeff
1: Goldblum peeling part yes. of his face off, yes. or somebody for, like the uh, David Cronenberg's character in Nightbreed, oh, or. Man like
0: it's so great in that <laughs> i mean it,
1: that's a whole different genre like talking about cronenbergian mm-hmm. like stuff and body horror and like god we could yeah <laughs> all right but go make something uh go watch a spooky movie uh and uh carve a pumpkin light a candle Praise the Dark Lords. (laughs) We're all in trouble now. Uh, It's
0: begun. (laughs) Don't read from the book. Too late. (laughs) Necronomicon Ex Mortis, The Book of the Dead. (laughs) When I was on a trip. (laughs) The whole recording is so great. So
1: good. (laughs) All right. Enjoy your week. We'll talk to you next time. And stay spooky. Eat some count Chocula. I did. Today. Oh, I I bought a box the other day <laughs> at
0: the store. Uh, my kids, this is this year is their first exposure to that. And oh. they love it. Booberry, Frankenberry, and, the... mm-hmm. and Count Chocula. I spaced it out, you know, but yeah. they've been like, I uh Calvin cried a little bit when we ran out of booberry. <laughs> oh I want booberry today. Sorry, buddy, you ate the last of it yesterday. Oh, no. No No more blueberry.
1: (laughs) Oh, Uh, that's amazing. That's good stuff.